Yo, what up, though? This is Esham, and you rocking with the Connected Experience. Yo, what up, though, man? This is Big Greg, and you rocking with the Connected Experience. This is Premier Pete, and you're rocking with the Connected Experience. Chill. Oh, yeah, this Jake Prince coming at you live and in living color, and you're rocking with the Connect Experience. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's comedian TK Kirkland, a.k.a. T to the motherfucking K. And when I'm in Detroit, you already know what it is. I listen to the Connected Experience. You should, too. Connected. I'm SJ. I'm AJ. And we the Connected Experience. Hey, bro, what's the Connected Experience? It's a lifestyle, the lifestyle, our, our lifestyle. lifestyle. So we just take people that we find interesting or yeah. people that other people want to hear us have conversations with, yeah. and we connect them with the audience, and then we would like for them to connect us with their audience. Because right. a lot of people, man, like when they check their interviews out and they play it back, they hit us like, oh, man, that was great, a great interview. Or like my homeboy, Rob Kidd, I got to shout out Rob Kidd. He been right. binge listening. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And when we be talking about bowling, and stuff he know we be talking about him so shout out to Rob for listening but he yeah. asked me stuff about it like well how did y'all know so much about the person and I say well we might listen to old interviews or yeah. depending on who brung them to us they'll be like oh well he did this and this. we just do a lot of research on the people and I think people really yeah. appreciate that when we sit down and talk to him like that we really did research like if anybody ever catches on camera or whatever when we doing it it's a paper on the yeah. table or whatever yeah. that we I really take this research shit serious you got to put yeah. in the work that's what right. it's about Right. And then I think people underestimate that. And that's like we said uh, on a previous show. That's why we don't do call-ins. You know what I'm saying? A call-in can be on its 50th show today. And you just on this schedule. But when somebody got to come sit down with you and stand they up you with in you for and, time. and yeah. look at you in your face and be like, damn, dog, how the fuck you know that? Like, that's my favorite thing when we hit a guest with some shit and they got to, damn, dog, like, you know that? Like, First of all, my nigga, it's the internet and it's out there. But it was also in your bio. You feel what I'm right, saying? Right, right. So you got a word, bro? Yeah, I actually do got a word. And my word is integrity. And that's the quality of being honest and having strong moral principles, moral uprightness. You know what I'm saying? What's your word? Uh, my word is television, the transmission of programming in the form of steel or moving images via radio waves, cable wire, satellite, or wireless network to a receiver or other screen. That's Why crazy. is that your word? Well, that's crazy because all of that go into television it's just so you can see the picture, but it's much more that go into making that picture, bro. Right. You feel right, what I'm right. saying? That's that was fucking, fake deep. Yeah. No, that was real deep because, <laughs> well, you could, come on, bro. Listen, right? Our granddaddy, right? He, rest in peace and shit, right? When he was a kid, it wasn't no television. And that your was the child best thing. would never know yeah. not having a television or a computer or an iPad. Right? Yeah, that's fucking phenomenal. I had to take the YouTube off my baby iPad though and put ABC Mouse on. Yeah, we you got that. Yeah. yeah, no free ads. You could have just said an educational app. Yeah, I, it, it's it's not an ad. It's this yeah, is what I'm using. That's, like, no, I, mean, I use that too. I <laughs> yeah, use that. Yeah, too. Use that. <laughs> and it's <laughs> actually really good. You know what I'm it's saying? Fucking phenomenal. I'm, I'm, I'm on my path to homeschooling, and yeah. my baby about to start gymnastics. So I'm gonna be yeah. that dad that like I told her, you make history. That you are, you, are, you a helicopter dad, dog. I, I just want to let motherfuckers know. So the other day and shit, we standing in my driveway and shit, and the kids is running, and my my three year old got on sandals and shit. So you know, his daughter want to run too and shit, and he like, man, they might fall. And I'm like, I know. You feel what I'm saying? He like, but I don't want them to. They're going to have to. Yeah, and they're going to have to get up. They're going to have to cry. That's what it is, my nigga. Bro, you should you not be running in sandals. It. Yes, she's a pro. She already failed. Got up, cried, put the shit on there to make it not bleed. I'm against nah, running she, in sandals. I don't fuck give a fuck that. Fuck <laughs> hey, kids. when you left, man, my wife said, "Yeah, that nigga, man, he a helicopter dad." I said, "Yeah, you, man, that's all I got, bro. That's all I got." I'm just saying. She go for. She go experience heartbreak. Not at the 
hands of you. This yeah. is all shit that's gonna happen. But that I you don't want her to stop. fall and scrape her face on a thing when she's Today. with you. Yeah. You don't want her to do that. <laughs> yeah. She's with her mama that you can fake be mad about it. Like you wasn't watching her. Yeah. yeah of course, yeah. nobody's watching her like you. You fucking helicopter dad. But anyway, we have a guest in the house. You feel we, what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, I always ask my nigga Curve from time to time, hey, dog, who you want to hear sit with us? Like, you listen, we fuck with each other, we shoot takes back and forth just about life. Who, who you want to hear sit with us? And he hit me with a list. Name at the top of the list was yours. He said, man, you got to get with my nigga Barry, bro. And he was like on the, on the Instagram, I mean on the Twitter. He added us both on the Twitter. I said, all right. So this been in the making, too. I think right. you went on vacation or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you was going on vacation. Yeah. So then we had another one of his partners uh, in here also. But your name was at the top of the list. And that means something to me because I take his opinion and his suggestions. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I, I That shit hold weight with me because we only had one episode where we ever been interviewed on our platform. And we allow him to be the guest host. You feel what I'm saying? And we're going to do a part two of that. We're going to do a part two of that. And we allow him to be the guest host because the first podcast we ever recorded on in the city of Detroit was his when he had from scratch. Mm -hmm. You feel what I'm saying? So we've been rocking ever since then. So you feel what I'm saying? We got Barry from uh, the Uprising TV Network. Go ahead and introduce yourself, brother. Uh, Like you said, Barry from the Uprising Network. Man, I am the creator. uh, I am the digital media creator of Detroit right now. Um, Uh. I really appreciate just y'all having me on. Yeah. Uh, it means a lot to me for people to even ask me to be a part of their whole platform because, yeah. like, why? This, <laughs> like, uh, it's just well, Everybody me. got a story to tell, though, bro. Everybody you knows. Know, so, and, and your story is very interesting. Okay. <laughs> you know I got a lot of stories, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We got a lot of time. So okay. um, let's get into, obviously, you got to be east side. You got wine on your hoodie. You east know side, what I'm saying? Sure, well, so sure. what part of the east Morang side? Morang and Cadu is where I grew up. Okay. Deep east. Yeah. Deep east. Listen, the east side fuck with us heavy, man. Like heavy. I, I mean, I, we only probably had a couple west siders, but them east side motherfuckers and my plant niggas, they come through this bitch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what was the experience like growing up on Morang and Cadu? Man, it's actually, um, like if you drive through there now, just a little... Uh, it's, it's driving through there now. It's like the block is just it's like a snag or tooth block. The house is missing. Some of them burned down. But growing up, it was like very like lower middle class. Yeah, yeah. it didn't feel like poor. All right. the grasses were cut. It was fam like families in every house. Right. Kids all up and down the block. Um, but now it's like a war zone. But growing up there, it, it was it was um. It was good. It, it it wasn't really any violence going on. It wasn't any like you know shooting and shit going. Can I cuss on you? Yeah. yeah, yeah oh yeah. yeah. Uh, shooting going Fuck on. Yeah, uh, you can cuss. <laughs> uh, going on in the neighborhood. It felt very safe. Yeah. Um, like it was a neighborhood it was a community. where it felt like very, a community. Very, what changed very, that? Like, From your perspective, my perspective. Uh, that's a great question because I left there when I was like maybe twenty. I moved out of my parents' house. Yeah. And. Uh, so I'm 33 now, so that's 13 years later. So it's just, I don't, I, that's a great question. I don't know, but all the trade neighborhoods in that area started to look like that. Yeah. Uh, to really answer that, I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, I ask that because uh, what people fail to realize is uh, it's always been drugs in the community, right? In the black community. Right. And I think it always been drugs, but progressively over the years, the violence that has came got, along with the has drugs, gotten yeah. worse. You feel what I'm saying? It's like the violence. We're not even known for selling drugs no more. I'm from Angster. We've never been known for selling drugs. Mm-hmm. We've been known for violent crimes. Mm-hmm. And then a nigga might also sell some drugs. But 
the violence has got so ridiculous that how else would you have burned down houses? A nigga mm-hmm. firebombed them, trying mm-hmm. to get a nigga to run out to shoot them. Yeah. You yeah. feel what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. How you take a block of families and families and then end up like this. Right. It's the violence. I don't I th- the drugs play a part, but I think niggas think they gotta be so violent to mm-hmm. protect drugs. And it's not that, bro. Cause you really make more money working together. Because at the end of the day, for the most part, if you sell drugs, you probably get your drugs from the same source. Yeah, yeah they probably you feel what I'm saying? So if if we all work together, we can really lock this neighborhood down. Now, gr- growing up on the east side, you actually only seen drugs, sports, and entertainment as a way out. So what were you seeing in the neighborhood that gave you those three options? Or was that a narrative that you feel like you were fed and you were just playing your role in that narrative? Uh, it was definitely a narrative I fed. I, a lot of my influences come from rap music. So yeah. right, right. Uh, with that, you know, like Biggie said, you got a crack, wicked jump shot, crack shot, you know, that line. So it felt like it was uh, one. If he said that on his first album, I don't know that line. But go ahead. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I've heard the line from other I've never heard it from Biggie's I, yeah, mouth. Wait, hold on. What, why? Because I never heard uh, Ready to Die in his entirety in sync. Because at that time, I didn't listen to East Coast rap. Because of that. First of all, I ready to die aged terribly. <laughs> that shit aged terribly. But I will say the most improved artist in rap history from album one to album two is the notorious B.I.G. Okay. Yeah, that because was a whole that second yeah. album smoked that first shit. Okay. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? But I just I never just heard it. I that yesterday. And yeah. it, it's still, I, it I never heard great. it. Yeah. I never went back. Uh, I didn't like how he was rapping. This okay. has nothing to do with Tupac Shakur. Okay. I wasn't a fan of East Coast rap at the time. Okay. Right? I was a fan of Northern California rap. You know what I mean? Down South rap. And East Coast rap, I just didn't connect with it. Okay. So, when I, I never heard it as an entirety, you know what okay. I'm saying? And that's just the real. And so you I, said, but the, the rap music rap influenced music was you, had you feeling like that? Uh, like when I, when I became a teenager, when I was able to buy my own music, stuff like that, No Limit was was like the, 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 the epitome of what rap music was at the time. So you see P as the ice cream man and Ghetto D and shit yeah. like that. It's like, okay, he's he was a basketball player. Yeah. He was into music. Yeah. And he was selling drugs to get, you know, not necessarily No Limit popping, but, right, right, you know, right. saying that was part of it. The content so, of the music for was sure, drug related. For sure, yeah. for sure. So I'm thinking that all the three equ- equate to, you know, being rich or even being famous or success. So that's what it was. But, you know, growing up, it was like, basketball for the most part because in the neighborhood like i said it was lower middle class it wasn't any drug dealing going on at least no visible drug dealing right or violence so we moved on to sports and everybody was playing basketball growing up like every single day so as you can see i'm only five four i ain't really it was over once it was over like, like yeah. once i hit puberty i'm like yo i missed my growth spurt or some shit is like <laughs> what the fuck happened yeah. you know what i'm saying so i gotta move on to something else yeah. so then that's when i got into the rap shit yeah you know well what ultimately led you to the rap this is i'm laughing at you but i'm laughing okay. with you now but you know yeah. what i'm saying so somebody broke your heart and yeah you wrote a diss song i had to write a diss song about her man yeah, like, like like get into that please. Yeah, please. <laughs> because it sounded funny when i read it i was like a diss song no, like, was right. it like a big heartbreak where man. people knew or was it just like no, internal? Okay. All right, so this is what happened, man. Uh, so we we this girl was just like just on, on me for the longest. So I finally gave her a chance. This is tenth grade, and uh, I finally we get into a relationship or whatever. And for it was like around Valentine's Day, we went to um, this laser tag place or something like that. And she asked me borrow ten dollars. I have ten dollars to give her. I was still on allowance at the time, and I'm like ten dollars is really. A lot, a lot oh, for yeah, me, and yeah, then yeah. I'm still I'm like, you taking away from my rap music now. Nah, I can't buy whatever No Limit album coming out this week. Yeah. So uh, 
she got mad. I didn't give her the money or whatever. And then she broke up with me two days later. So uh, I remember vividly, I was watching this movie, Uncle Buck, right? So this movie, Uncle Buck. And it's the scene in the movie where Tone Loke's Wild Thing is playing, like the actual beat is playing. Uh, and all of a sudden, I just started just rhyming to it out of just out of just nowhere. It just felt like second nature. And next thing you know, I wrote this song about her. <laughs> Did you let her hear it? No, she never heard. It. I never talked to her again after that. Even yeah. though we was in the same class and shit, but I yeah. never. I never so, talked to her so you put the, this song together? You put it down on wax and all that? No, no, I was only like fourteen at the time. No, uh, it wasn't. Uh, <laughs> I ain't record. I still, if I thought still hard know enough, it? I probably could yeah. remember it. Like if I thought hard enough. Yeah. So, what is she up to right now? She got like four kids, yeah, okay. you know, you, with like you, three different dads. Yeah, yeah, like, you know. nigga, you you, you, you said, dodged yeah. that bullet. Dodged <laughs> that bullet. Yeah, dodged <laughs> that bullet. <laughs> she left them niggas. They ain't give her the ten bucks sailing. Yeah. <laughs> you never know what she might be doing for the forty though. Yeah, I, 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 I hear that's a thing. Yeah, yeah. that's a thing. It's a huge know? thing, and it's true. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> but that actually uh, led you to actually really start recording. And I was you, yeah. So over the years, I was writing for sure, and my first recording experience was uh, it was a booth at Fairlane. Uh, and I remember just walking by one day, just going to Foot Locker or something, and I see some niggas just in there, like a group of niggas just rapping in there at this booth in Fairlane Mall, and I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna go in there, and then next, I did like three songs in like an hour, yeah, because I had all these rhymes built up and just hit whatever beats he had on the computer, I just did that shit. And I still got the CD at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you be listening to that shit? Nah, 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 nah. nah. Yeah, I mean, because you improved for sure, tremendously. for sure, for sure. And the you know content back then was like okay. All right, so what, what did you ultimately end up doing as far as music was concerned? How far did you take it? I did, uh, see, I got into a crazy-ass relationship, man. I feel like everybody got a story about a relationship, whether it's a man or a woman, that just drew, <laughs> just had them off the deep end. So it was like four years I was dealing with that. Then actually, after that, I just went Let's to not skip studio. over that because that seems like a critical part in your <laughs> in life. In your life, yeah. Yeah, so what, what age range are you when you're uh, diving off the deep end in this relationship? Like... 19 to 24. Oh, the critical years. The yeah, critical years. Yeah, 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 yeah. And how old was your mate at the time? She same was, age. Same age. Same yeah. age. And, well, we got, since we got time, let's go ahead and get into that <laughs> shit. All right, so, man, I, at the time when I met her and shit, she told me she was bisexual. So I'm like, oh, shit, Dro song, like, my girl got a girlfriend, came out. I'm like, nigga, it's going to be cool. Me dumb as fuck. Yo, my girl got a girlfriend. Next thing you know, that was one of the worst fucking decisions I ever made in my life. Years go by after all the bullshit, dealing with juggling her between her and her girlfriend. They fighting all the time. And the thing it is about, and what I learned about in lesbian relationships, they fight to the death because <laughs> nigga, it's not like between a man and woman or a girl eventually like, all right, this nigga stronger than me. Right. Let yeah. me let up. No, they like evenly matched. So they fighting to the death. So I'm me. I'm trying to fucking be ringleader and shit most of the time. So how involved are you in their relationship? Is this a, is this a, is this a polyamorous relationship mm-hmm. or is her girlfriend and, and, you, her you, and you her boyfriend and y'all don't interact or this is like one big relationship at times uh i would say at times at times but i, I mean, was that like, still is a polyamorous yeah, relationship yeah, so what that is that's an open triad right so what it mean what i mean by open is he closed on his end and her girlfriend might be closed on her end mm-hmm. but she open because she got you right, know, the two. two. Me yeah. personally, I prefer close triads, which means it's me, my partner, my other partner, and they interact. That's what I prefer. Yeah, you feel yeah, what I'm saying? Because I all no this game and shit that I'm yeah. I'm coming with and shit, there's no way that I would spit this shit to you and you can go share this. Bitch gonna do what person. she wanna do anyway. Yeah, so yeah. in the middle of this open triad, as we <laughs> learned that that's what it's called, mm-hmm. 
you basically playing referee. Yeah. 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 I would be sleeping. Like, because they, they would sleep together in the living room on the couch, which is super strange. And I had to bed to myself. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> next thing you know, four o'clock in the morning, I hear like a bunch of grunting and shit. I'm thinking it's, you know, what it might be. It's go time. And next thing you know, I hear like, mm, mm, mm. I'm like, yo, I'm every single, almost every, like out of seven days a week, like four days a week, they were Is there any drugs or alcohol taking place with this? Oh, we was drinking, but it wasn't like no drugs. No, no, no I'm saying, because you know, so. Like so y'all all live together? Yeah, you can say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She had the old girl had her own place, but she was over there like 85% of the time. So And who was first? You or me, her? Me and the me and you my and, girl. Yeah. And then she went eventually, and, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Cause it, so it might have been some jealousy about why this sure. nigga here. For sure. Yeah. It was. It was a lot of times. That's why threesomes didn't really happen that often. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you I, was losing, she, my nigga. No, no, because <laughs> nigga, she was trying to fuck with a, a strap, which ain't yeah, really yeah, the that, same, that, you yeah, know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. 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 So hey, a wild situation, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I ain't gonna lie, man. Just yesterday a girl told me, my homegirl at work told me that she wanna fuck two gay niggas together. What? I know who you talk about saying that too. Yeah, I know yeah, who you. Yeah. I know who totally that. fucked my head up. But I'm like, Ooh. she. I mean, she like very open sexually. Yeah, yeah. yeah she's, she's very, very open sexually. That's yeah, fucking. But, that, but that's what that made me think about what he said. So, so boom. So the, why did you stay in that type of environment that long? Because you said, uh, because, and this is the critical years. Because of course you're still trying to rap and shit, right? Yes. Now, the reason why I stayed was because I was engaged to her. Yeah. And after we got engaged, I'm feeling like I'm secure and we good. And then that's when the other girl came along, and then it just was, it everything just fucking fell apart. And so, what you say the other girl ruined it? Like no, agitated? I'll say I did. It. I'll say, say so? I did because uh, it was only I, I dealt with a lot of it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I put I ain't gonna say I put it all on myself. It was she, of course, everybody played a part in it, but I put myself in a situation to deal with that shit because I could have easily left, especially if me being like the breadwinner of the household, I'm taking care of all the bills and shit like that. I could have just easily just dipped, and I'd have yeah. been fine. Yeah. Right, you know, right. but as uh, uh, this person being my partner now, and we engaged, I didn't want to be embarrassed by leaving. Yeah, you know, what I'm saying I felt like that would have felt like a failure. Right, you know, uh, so now, I stayed. Is this the time when you're recording the two albums and the two mixtapes? No, it was shortly after that. Uh, I left right before that. I left, uh, and it was one of the situations where. My fiance at the time was like, "Yo, if nobody else can have you, I mean, if I can't have you, nobody else will." So she pulled uh, a knife on me. She yeah. stabbed me a couple times. Uh, like life threatening stabs. Uh, I got a couple scars. I got a few on my arm over here, but this scar right here, she slit my wrist. Oh, my she fin- stabbed you up. Yeah, she's my fingers was paralyzed for like six months and shit. Yeah, like, yeah. I couldn't even it. like hold a pen and shit like that. My hand, my it was so bad. Well, um, this sounds bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, as I was re- recovering, yeah, um, I found some one of my f- close friends was like, yo, man, we gonna go to the studio one night. At that point, I wasn't even trying to do anything, man. I felt so defeated. I had How about no job, you, at, no at this car, time, you probably no was kind of depressed. You know, and shit. Yeah. So yeah. he took me to the studio and we just he was like, yo, man, just you know, just to hang out or whatever. And next thing you know. Long story short, I did like with over a two year span. I did two albums and two mixtapes. Yeah, it just was putting everything in everything into the music. I got a little job. I was working at Target at Eastland, which was a story in itself. Uh, and I was just putting everything to the music, and you know, eventually I fell out of love with that shit because I felt like it was a rapper everywhere I looked. Yeah, which is yeah, <laughs> it's true. Yeah, you, it's true. You know, these niggas everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Niggas, grandma's just about to drop albums. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Streaming on title. You feel me? <laughs> like gra- granny rapping. She she hard too, my nigga. But so you do the mixtape and you do the albums and you can't find nobody to shoot your videos. Yes. So 
You can't find nobody to shoot your video. Right. So you said, fuck it. I'm about to take myself to Specs Howard. And you end up graduating from Specs Howard, sure right? So sure let's did. talk about Specs Howard. Like, what? How, how many directors did you contact before before you realized, like, these niggas playing? Uh, wow, that's that's a great question. Like, it had to be, uh, I'm say about a handful. Because it wasn't, at that time, it wasn't that many people doing Music, it wasn't as accessible as it is now. Everybody, it's easy to go get a camera now from Best Buy or Target or something like that. Uh, and they are pretty affordable now. But back right. then. That's what ruined like, the game. To me. What, yeah. Every aspect of any game is ruined because shit is affordable. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's, that's just when, 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 when you had to go pay $70 an hour to go to the studio, yep. granny wasn't rapping. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? So you go to Specs Howard, right? So when you get to Specs Howard, is it laser focused? Because now you like. I want to be the nigga who they come to to get the videos done. It was laser focused. Now, before that, I already had, I was going to Wayne County Community College. So I had a, uh, this was during the re- tumultuous relationship. I was going to Wayne's uh, WC3 <clears throat> for film. And so I knew, you know, different techniques and stuff, like very, very like introductory basic type stuff. And uh, so I took some time off from that, and but I, I I was still playing with the camera beforehand. That's what made me just say, you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna quit quit this job. I'm gonna go straight to school full time. Relationship uh, that I was in was like, you know what, I got you. You go to school, I take care of everything else. And was I layers of focus? Yes. But the thing about it is, with the curri- curriculum, the first half you had to do radio and film, which I ain't really fuck with that because it was a lot of people trying to be like radio DJs or even engineers yeah, yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. That wasn't really for me. But the second half, you know, we got to script writing, directing, lighting, and audio and things like that. So that was great. Um, that was a great time. So it was about a 10, 10 month program. Graduated from there. Then I became a um, an intern at the art direction. I'm not sure if you are the art direction. Yeah. Uh, with the art direction with Dante Marshall. And I did that for about seven months. He was popping, nigga. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Everybody. He was shooting everybody pictures. For sure. So working with Dante for seven months. It was literally me, Dante, and uh, Gianni. Uh, It was just the three of us every single day in that studio. And I learned so much from Dante. Every once in a while, I run to him. Like when I was in L.A., I meant to link up with him. But the other two times I was there, I did see him and talk to him. Uh, He's a really good dude. A lot of information you can learn from him. And um, he's always willing to help and answer questions that I have for, for him as well. And what sparked it also, like when I was an intern there, he would give me some of the jobs that he didn't really want to do. Yeah. Uh, so, so he had the, these these women came in and they wanted to film a series called um, uh, All Phases of Beauty. And it was basically them just doing like hair tutorial. And he was like, yo, I have you do it. You can, whatever they paying, you can have it. But I just don't want to deal with that shit. So I learned how to set, do the multi-camera setup, how to get the mics and shit going on, or basically use what I learned at Specs. And uh, the next thing you know, uh, we did like six episodes. They paid me for them. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and jump full time into my own thing. Um, Because as an intern, I didn't have a a job per se. I had to figure out like, okay, I had a baby on the way. I got to figure out how to make some money. So I jumped out there on my own. I started doing music videos and that was my way of putting food on the table for about a good year and a half. So what was the first music video that you shot? The first one was, um, as I can say, like a professional was, uh, the loopers who runs with Danny Brown now, uh, uh, Cardi AIDS. It was called Cardi AIDS. Okay, and then so you said you did that for a year and a half. Yeah, like as the only thing I was doing. Yeah, you know? was it lucrative? 
It was because I was doing it every single day. Now, I was probably under, you know, probably wasn't charging as much as I probably should have been at the time. But it was literally like the people that was doing videos like consistently. It was me. It was Super Ray. And oh my God, I just drew a blank at another name. It was Dante was doing it. As well. what, what was your video director? Uh, Respect the shooter. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. That's you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. you shot a lot of shit. Videos, a lot of shit. Yeah, shot a lot of shit. Yeah. So why you stop doing that? Because everybody had a camera. Yeah. And I wanted to do something different, you know. And then people would say, "I'm charging." 400 for a video it's another nigga behind me that I do it for $100 yeah. and then an artist a rap artist which more time, nine t- more times than not especially the ones that's flashing money all the time they don't really want to spend it. money on a producer they don't really want to spend the money on the studio they don't want to spend money on the video so they want to undercut things in any way possible even no matter what the the, the um, quality. quality of the video is you know so it's like okay um, well, I gotta do. I gotta go ahead and make a hard right and figure something else out. So that's when I created the Uprising Network. Okay, good. So I'm happy we got into that. So w- with the Uprising Network, like, kind of take us to what you see it becoming and like what made you start it. Of course, you started it because you didn't want to do videos, but yeah. to start a TV network, mm-hmm. you have to have some type of foresight and vision for it. What is your vision for it? Okay. Now the idea sparked uh, was like, okay, I need to figure out what I'm gonna do next. Is I was literally laying in my bed one day, and uh, my son was like maybe one and a half or so, and I'm like, yo, if I if it was just strange, I'm like, if I died today, I wouldn't have any legacy to leave for him. I wouldn't have nothing to leave behind for him. Uh, so I'm like, I need to really hit the streets running and figure out what is next. So I'm like, all right. So I see all these talented people around all the time being in the art community, uh, the creative spaces. And it's like we don't have a platform to really showcase uh, or document what the co- the art scene or art, art community is doing right now. Right. There is no there's nobody really there isn't no seven mile of Belle Isle right now. Right. You know, I mean, it is a seven mile of Belle Isle, but I mean, no, not like it used not to be. like it used to be is what I'm saying. Uh so if me being having all these connections, whether it's all the rappers I dealt with or other people in other spaces c- creatively, it's like, who is going to document this stuff? So here I am. And what do I see it being is definitely you don't see any uh, like I know turbulence is still around, but it's not like you say all them things aren't what they used to be, per se. But I see that on a different scale of it being an actual network where different you know, shows, come different on. shows come yeah. on, you know, uh, different uh, ads and stuff, everything Detroit based for now. I know everything has definitely got to be globally. Like Jay-Z said, I know it's a bigger thing issues in the world. I know, but first I got to take care of the world. I know. So yeah. the world I know now is Detroit. So I got to put everybody or at least all the people that I see working hard in positions to uh, showcase themselves or highlight themselves and I see it definitely being a big TV network in the future. I wanted to get you know a space that uh, that people can work out of a multimedia space, yeah. Uh, whether it be podcasting going on in there or other TV networks, but yeah. I don't see that on. There's no local TV station here that's producing shows, homegrown, homegrown content. content. Right. I'm not really. And before I even said that, I really researched and looked like who is doing it, yeah. and it's not happening. Yeah. It's not happening. So when when you were shooting the videos, like, what was that video to be like, yo, I think this just put me on the map? Like, when, when you started getting calls from everybody, what video led to those calls from everybody? Oh, uh, wow. Uh, there's a few, I would say. Probably 
for sure, one of them was uh, Richie Marciano's D-Mix video. It had Boldy James, Rose Spit, Early Mac, and Scholar was on there as well. Uh, that was one. Nolan and Ninjas. What the fuck was that video? Um, fuck the wa- Not Fuck the Wag. But it was one of Nolan and Ninjas videos we shot at the old Packer plant, which is kind of blocked off now. You can't even get in there. Yeah. Um, so when you... when Like... When when you seen people start undercutting you, uh, not necessarily undercutting you, you but just undercutting, undercutting yeah. yeah. Like yeah. how long did you stay in it after that? Because I mean that was a big ass brand. Uh, respect, respect the shooter, shooter. yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Right. That was like how did you just walk away from that? Like once you said I ain't doing it no more, you just okay. What was the last video you shot? The thing about it, I still shoot. Uh, okay, <laughs> I still shoot, okay. but I don't promote it like yo. Like I'm still doing to. music videos, but yeah. if you know, you know, if you know, you know, yeah. you know. Right. Uh, and I only do it for for music or people I re- really genuine fuck with. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I you got like a premium customer like, for sure. Like I'm gonna work sure. with him because yeah. I, it ain't even a, at this point. It's not about the money per mm-hmm. se. It's like they go let me do me for sure. You feel for what sure. I'm and the biggest uh, and one of the things that made me turn away from it, like you said, what like how easy was it for me to walk away it was like i kept running into artists that wanted to just like sit in the kitchen with guns and drugs and that's that's one thing that in none of my videos i would not allow anybody like do drugs on camera i would not allow people to point guns at the camera which because that's stupid stupid you know what i'm saying (laughs) but there's definitely people that allow for the dollar these videographers will allow the rapper to do any fucking thing i'm just not gonna be an accident you know right i'm not gonna be an accident with somebody pointing a gun at the camera but uh I, I just kept running into people who only wanted to show they they buffs and they belt and they shoes. Like I had an artist one time that got mad because I didn't get his shoes in the video, and it was like, bro, it's not even about your shoes, like, right, like, right. bro, it's about the. the I thought the it was about concert, the song, yeah. but I kept running into rappers who just wanted to only flex what they had on for other rappers, not for the sake of the music, but just right, they just right. wanted to show. They wanted to be pretty you know in front of the other guys. Yeah, like, yeah. 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 They, okay, they wanted to be pretty in front of the other guys. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. They so was dressing up, so they wanted a guy to be like, "Yo, son, you cute." Yeah. <laughs> You was looking cute that video, man. Yeah. I, I see your shoes, yeah. and, and, and I just got I just got fed up with it, and you know I got a real job, um, quote unquote real job. Yeah, you, you know, got, no, you job. went back to the rat race because this videography shit, this entertainment shit, this podcast shit, those are real jobs, and those are actually harder because it ain't no paycheck for coming sure, for sure all the time. Like we sure. we almost a hundred episodes in. I could I could tell you how much we made six. Right. I could tell you how much we made. Nothing because I could tell you how much we spent. But exactly. we do it for the love of exactly. the shit. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. When we get somebody in here like you. like like you. You feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like when you said you was respected shooter, you see I was like, oh nigga, that's you. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that means we've been watching your work and when we get you in here, we don't even know it's you. But that's mm-hmm. cool to find out on mic. Like mm-hmm. damn nigga, I don't a lot of of them views that came yeah. from me and me okay. passing the shit around because okay. we fuck with it Appreciate so it. that's what we do it for you feel what i'm saying and then it's like when you got to get back in the rat race nigga that shit hurt for sure <laughs> for sure what i'm for saying sure. For that sure. shit hurt bro for listen sure. i'm gonna tell you this story bro i was working at uh amazon and shit right you feel what i'm saying so i'm driving the thing and shit my brother hit me he say dog we got like one a big ass guest coming like i'm like what these motherfuckers don't don't even understand what I'm going through. Like, nigga, I'm I left, nigga. I parked that shit. I left because you don't even understand the news I just get. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? I got one of the most respected businessmen, black gangsters, coming to sit down with me to talk. Mm-hmm. And all you worried about is if I'm gonna get 
the dog food that's way at the top. I got to go, bro. I can't be here. Uh-huh. You feel what I'm saying? That rat race will kill you, dog, mentally, but you just got to stay strong. But, but this is a different form of the rat race to me because, like, even with podcasting, all right, like, it's, it's, to me, podcasting should be about content. Right. And, and it should be about content. And, and, and then you hear about people coming from other like every podcaster that's really big within podcasting Mm -hmm. was big in something else Mm -hmm. first Mm -hmm. it's not been too many podcasters that come out people really don't know them and they take off not that i've seen because every even the people that i listen to they come from a you 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 feel me but like with with my brother and i you know what i'm saying like we could put our catalog up against anybody catalog who you would see right. on that level of podcasting and that proves that it's about the content you know what i'm saying like it's like so i just posted something the other day like content over numbers you feel what i'm saying because say we say if we was a show and we only averaged 100 listens those 100 listens are all hundred people that can push the culture forward, push the heritage forward because of the other people who we get in contact with from them hundred listens. So sometimes people will go to something and say, well, how many views it got? Like, okay, so you're a video director. You know what I'm saying? Somebody be like, well, if I put it on your page, how many views did I get? And I, and you could answer that. Well, like, do it matter the views or who's viewing it? Because that's a big difference. Like a, a million views from nobody that's gonna push the push with your project the forward. Envelope, yeah. it, it, that's different than if you got a hundred views and just say Puff was one of the views mm-hmm. and he changed all of that because he didn't care about the numbers. I think when people started focusing on the numbers, when the when the, the, the casual public, listener, the casual yeah, when the casual casual listener started talking about first week sales, I knew it was over. You you, you know what I'm saying because. I'm go li- I don't I don't remember ever caring about who sold what who, how many people watched it like it's content over numbers mm-hmm. like so that makes sense when you say you were shooting the videos and people undercutting you and you like bro like the content is worth should be worth more to you like yeah you go get a hundred dollar video mm-hmm. if you pay a hundred dollars or you go get a you go free way too much free cost too much you know what i'm saying and i seen that like because i subscribe to the video director's channels i don't subscribe to the artist channels mm-hmm. because the video director goes shoot me a thousand different artists and then i'm gonna get to pick the artists i like and that's why i like video directing that's a good thought like i feel that a lot more now that i'm seeing like video like when you were directing were you storyboarding and stuff like that Yes, and that was also another reason why I stopped. Now, it was only a, a small few. So you could say out of 100 artists I work with, you could say maybe 10 of them would really, like, trust me with a vision. Right. You know, other than that, everybody was like, no, bro, we going to do this. We're going to go to this location. I'm going to ride in this car. You know, I'm going to do it here in front of this, tr- this abandoned house. Like, bro, okay, so what does this house mean to you? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, and like, that makes sense. Like, you know, it, okay, did you – okay, so when we used to uh, – our last – full-length album was called Made in the 80s, right? Mm-hmm. We grew up on William Street, right? And when we took a picture on the porch of the house that we grew up across the street from, we did that because we grew up right here. We seen when we first moved on this block, mm-hmm. this was one of the best house on the block. Mm-hmm. Then that shit just, I don't know, did that house catch on fire? No, the lady died. The old lady oh, died. the old lady died. Left it to the son or nephew. It just it went just, down. Just, and that, that's how we felt like the, the music game mm-hmm. happened to us. The, the, the neighborhood was happening to us. But now that house is back one of the better houses on the okay. block. So that transformation yeah. is why we took the picture in front of that house. There we go. That makes sense. That makes sense. You feel what I'm saying? But niggas who 
you shooting for or doing work for, they don't understand that type of shit. I know you was going through hell <laughs> when, when you told niggas they couldn't point the gun at the camera. Oh, man. Like, plenty of times. I'm like, all right, well, I guess this ain't with the B. It's sometimes I show, show up to a music video and they want to do X, Y, Z, and I'm like, bro, I'm... It's not gonna happen with me, man. It's not, <laughs> right, right, right. It's not gonna happen because you know? your name is on it. Our name I is on like, it, yeah, man. Like, I can't put. It. I, one of my taglines for the Uprising Network is called "Is uh, Create Responsibly." Yeah. So when you're creating content, I, I create content that. Uh, I mean, of course, there are some things that only for a specific demographic, but I try to create things that all age groups can watch and enjoy. Uh, so in creating responsibly, you never know who's gonna watch this, and I'm not having you know kids or especially kids that's influenced by rap music like I was by No Limit, uh, to be into drug pill popping and guns at the camera and shit like that. That make a lot of sense. Create responsibly and shit, mm-hmm. and I think I don't think enough people do that, right? Mm-hmm. I think when people thinking of these songs and shit, they not looking at the outcome it's gonna have on one the community and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? So that's why when uh, somebody from the 90s and shit perpetuated drug dealing, they karma is their son or daughter being a drug addict. Mm-hmm. Because this, whoever's selling those drugs probably listened to you right. or their dad listened to you when right. they was in the car. Right. And because of your music, that seed was planted in their head. Now they just happen to have the drugs that your seed, that your seed uses. You feel what I'm saying? And karma not always a bad thing to me. Nobody ever uses it in a good form. We do because I don't believe in karma. You just got to live it how it come to you. It's going to be some good days. It's going to be some bad days. It's going to be some hella great days and it's going to be some hella fucked up days. But you got to keep living. But when you create and stuff like that, you have to know that this is going somewhere. That's why we always have a, a word or a book. Even if that's all you're getting from mm-hmm. this, take that and run with mm-hmm. it. We have a person. Okay, you might know about that person, but we might say some shit that you didn't know about that person, mm-hmm. and you take it and run with it. Damn, I ain't know that shit. I ain't know dog was like that. Let me go back and research. Damn, this he did a lot more than I thought because people are a lot more than what people think. Mm-hmm. Uh, we a lot more than musicians, podcasters, video directors. Think of all that you had to go through, bro, to become that video director. Yeah. Every single thing aided in that. You might have got married that first time, nigga, and never picked the camera up. You feel what I'm saying, though? True. You and, true. And, and, and until a nigga hear that, they think you just picked that shit up, shot a video, put it up, got 100,000 views, not everybody yep. coming to you. Yep. No, nah, my nigga. Talk about how hard it was getting the first person to trust you to shoot their video. Man, now that, see, that's another thing. Like, I knew all of these rappers, but nobody wouldn't even let me shoot their video for free. Crazy. For free. And I'm like, bro, I... Even if we don't even put it out, I just need to learn how the, the techniques of putting a video together. And you don't have no visuals as it is. Like, yeah. so it's a win win. Like, you don't have, you ain't putting no video out with these, your, your, your music. So let me do this shit for free. Uh, if it don't go nowhere, fuck it. It don't go nowhere, but I need to figure this out. So it took a while for me to get clients that would be willing to pay. And I remember when I got my first hundred dollars, man. Got my first hundred dollars. And I felt like, okay, I'm finally getting somewhere. It took it took um about maybe 10 videos before I even got to that point. But 10 videos to even get a lot of people to get me to shoot their videos for free felt like forever to get to that 10 mark before I got to my first What hundred. type of things were people saying to you? Because you were, you were a graduate of Specs Howard. Uh-huh. What were they saying why they wouldn't let you shoot a free video? Uh, well, they only knew me as a rapper. You know, uh, so they I, I wouldn't take it. me serious as, as a video. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They'd be like, well, like what, what you doing? You know, like, ain't you supposed to be getting in the studio? Like, so you be me with a camera at that time, it was they just didn't really take me serious. 
So it took a while for me to 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 gain. Now how many of them tried to double back after? This? Oh, they always did. Yeah. Always did. Every last one of them did. Every last one of them. A lot of times it would be like if the song wasn't what I was into, you know, I ain't gonna lie. Sometimes I did do it for the money. Like I, sometimes yeah. I'd be like, yo, I'm, I, we got to eat today, so I'm about to get go ahead and get do this video for it, whatever. You know, uh, I'm going to this strip club, and I hated doing them strip club music videos. But going to the strip club to do to edit some content for somebody else, or because it's been a few times where these uh, I don't say promoters of the strip club or whatever management the strip club, whatever they have, they'll film a bunch of content and give it to me to chop it up for them. And a lot of times they'd be like, "Bro, this just feels disgusting to me, man." Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't, I just didn't. I fell out of love with it. That's the that's the short, long answer. I fell out of love with it. No, I definitely uh, understand. I can understand. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, don't, I don't love rap no more. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because we, we we was rappers at one point. I mean, uh, the name of our group was is identical. Mm-hmm. It, because so a lot of people know us from that. I'm hip. And then we and then a lot of people know us from the College of Hip Hop because we started the app and the website. Like I'm I'm never subscribed to that. You just got to do one thing forever. Like at some point, people gonna know us from podcasting. But by the time they catch on, to we on to the next. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because that's the only way creatives really actually create. You know what I'm saying? It's in my head, like you gotta, you gotta keep going. And For sure. you, like, I fell out of love with rap when the same thing you said. When you look up and everybody's a rapper, man. Like, and it's not even like everybody suck or everybody good. It's just too many rappers. And all them get, rappers are not gonna support. They gonna only fuck with their circle. They're not gonna support another rapper that's right. gonna take their spot. Yeah, because that's know? how they feel. Yeah. But like, if I like if, if I like you as a rapper, I don't not like him as a rapper because right. I like you. Right. And that that's a stupid mentality right. to have. And right. A lot of people got that mentality. Yeah. Like, I don't want my man, I don't want to introduce the twins to the uh, Uprising Network yeah. because they might take over. They yeah. might do some business yeah. with him, and yeah. that ain't how we operate, man. We operate and live a lifestyle, literally. If I want for my brother, what mm-hmm. I want for myself, mm-hmm. and what that actually means is, I just want to see you prosper, bro. Like right. I don't care how you prosper. Same. I just want you to prosper because Same. if everybody felt like that, it'd be a better world. Like it'd, it'd be more uh, genuinely uh, given. You know what I'm saying? Now everything ain't to be given for free, but what I mean is by genuinely given. If you doing great, it's like a neighborhood. If you, if all my neighbors doing great, if I don't got to worry about, right, I don't have to worry <laughs> about somebody breaking in my house. Mm-hmm. Why? Because if it's not one of my neighbors and they see it, they go stop it. Why? Because they know their house is next mm-hmm. when they go out of town on vacation. Yeah. You feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So if they don't stop it, mm-hmm. then nigga, the whole block go get broken into. So no, that shit don't happen over here because right. all of this, this whole, right. I don't give a fuck what happened two streets over, at least this neighborhood, and then you move two streets over. Right. Then that's how you get a, a block club or a, a neighborhood yeah, watch because yeah. we don't want nothing bad to happen because I want for my brother what I want for myself, but Same when here. people stop giving a fuck, they don't give a fuck if your shit get broken into. I think, I think the, 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 first of all, like I was saying, like it, people start, everything start being affordable. Once everything was affordable, people thought that actually made it easier and that did away with talent. Because shooting a video is, you have to be talented to be a video director. You have to be talented to be an engineer. All of these things is an actual talent and a job and people seeing it as a get rich quick scheme. They seen it as the game. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm in the rap game or I'm in the video game. No, mm-hmm. bro, this is actually a professional business. And my network could be the the launching pad to a great video director who goes on to be a great movie director Mm -hmm. or, you know what I'm saying? Like everybody think that 
everything is a get rich quick scheme to somebody and it's actually more work this is actually longer than a 12 hour day i mean like you know people be like oh you work a nine to five well this is all day because you might have been at them strip clubs filming this content that you don't want to film you you and so at a point you're like dog i hate this fucking job I wish I was back at Target. Yeah. Like, like, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, For I sure. wish I was back at Target because yeah. it's been time rapping and I'm like, Yo, dog, this shit for the birds. Like everybody is in it for some for personal gain. And then once they it's very few rappers and managers that started out together that's still together because once one of them reach a plateau they feel like they don't need a other and then and you it's of course you can't outgrow people but it's never like that it's always people shitting on people yeah, like yeah i don't need respect the shooter no more because such and such doing my shit and i fuck him yeah. and he like bro i was the first person i you I shot your video for free. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I shot your video for free. And that sounds crazy, but it is real life. That's real life. Real life. Because the entertainment game, man, it's the fame monster too, man. It's cutthroat. So, you know what I'm saying? So, what do you have on the Uprising Network as of today? What was as of As of today, I have the Big Play Clay Show. Uh, I have uh, Snacks in the City. I have... Uh, I, do, I do small, like, little uh, social media clips where I do, like, sampled... Uh, where I just show like the original song and then like the the sampled version of the song. Yeah. Uh, so I highlight different producers. So with that, uh, I do. You do right. favorite verse, right? I do my favorite verse. How you bring the camera? I ain't bring the camera, dog. I want to do my favorite verse, dog. Are you mentioning it? Cause I thought you was going. Why I gotta tell you? <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Why I gotta tell you? I want to do What's my your favorite, favorite verse. verse? What my is your favorite, favorite verse? verse is uh, well, my favorite verse that's unrelated to us. Okay, because okay. that that that, that make means, a difference. Because yeah. you feel what I'm saying. Because uh, everybody got their own favorite verse, but my favorite verse that's unrelated to us is Mac Moore, immaculate, super oh, fresh, super fresh, dressed in Armani, eating calamari, remote, remote controller, hoe, old school like a tar. I fuck with money, hungry hoes, keep them well trained, taught them five hundred thirty five ways to break a leg with soldiers like Saddam Hussein. That's quick to bust a Glock on a sucker like I sell a bitch a dream. Fight night, I'm flossing, drinking heat with three chassis standing by my side like a supreme. Call me L, Capitan, mugging with the dice in my hand. Hit him hard, yeah, count it out a hundred grand, throwing naturals. Play a build of ice cream castle. Now watch me take this Mac and International. Yo, today I got a meeting with Pablo from Puerto Rico. What's up, can Padre? He has a piece, Pope. Chopping big business, frames with the lens tinted. I'm puffing Cubans like a menace. No, square niggas want to achieve this degree. A Mac and for the world to see. Pass the weed to the little niggas sporting the Jews. Getting the hitters by the pool puffing and she slobbers and drools every night is like the time of my life every day is like a fucking parade when i'm riding on gold things suckers hear my name ring like high school bells because the way i'm controlling the scales professional do this shit for bread and me now watch me make my money triple in a heartbeat immaculate that's verse two so if you go back and listen to that song that's the second verse you feel what i'm that's saying my, that's my favorite song immaculate yeah, yeah. yeah i put you up on it Say I didn't. No, you didn't. Cuz yes, put me up on that. I put that nigga up on that shit. Y'all niggas thought Mac Moore was done, man. I put y'all yeah, niggas right, up right. on that. Dog. We did. But Mac Moore, that's my nigga, though. Yeah. I fuck with Mac Moore. And he man. got some roots in the D. His grandparents okay. from Detroit. Okay. You feel what I'm saying? You know who Mac Moore is. That name is familiar. I don't know. He I'm used to have a song, music. My Opinion. My name is a Mac Moore, man. And this is my opinion. But he's from Northern California. I told you I was yeah, going off Northern sure. California. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? And that is my favorite verse. You well, feel what gravitated you to that area, though? Because, man, I mean, LA was cool. You feel what I'm saying? But, like, 
that it was such a big difference between Northern California and LA. Yeah. I just was like, you know, something Bay. about these. Well, I'm saying, yeah. no, I'm saying Northern yeah. California because Sacramento. Sacramento not in the Bay. Uh, yeah, yeah, you feel yeah, what I'm okay. saying? And Brother Lynch, I fucked with Brother Lynch heavy. Uh, Mr. Doctor, Sebo, uh, Sebo, Forty, T Nutty, T Nutty, shit, was Lurch, Big Lurch, all of them niggas. It just was like, damn, this is like I felt like it was untapped. Okay, you feel what I'm saying? So that's why I gravitated. Okay, toward that was too short. You feel what I'm saying? My mama put me on too short. You feel me? Oh, for sure, for <laughs> yeah. sure. Yeah. So all of that shit. I mean, the Mac was my okay. favorite movie until I. Till I can remember. Okay. You feel what I'm saying? So uh, all of that came with my it. favorite movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So before we get up out of here, man, tell people how you, uh, they can get in contact with you. And what if somebody had content that they wanted to uh, yeah, yeah. submit to the network? The thing about it is I'm willing to work with anybody. Yeah. Uh, I don't make a dime from this. Like, yeah. I don't make a dime. I put... I'm willing to say about a good 10,000 plus into the network as far as uh, just creating content. Uh I'm willing to work with anybody. So if you could reach out to the uprising.tv or the uprising, just Google the uprising network, follow the uprising.tv on YouTube. Uh, is that the only thing it's on? It's only on YouTube. It's on you. Yes. Okay. Now I've tried different avenues. I had an app. I had an actual direct website, but it seems like it's easier just to get people to click one link and it goes directly somewhere. Right. Right. So I, I had to figure that out. After, uh, I'm going into year four of the uprising network now. So, uh, I had to figure that out. So, but yeah, I'm willing to work with anybody. If you have an idea, I don't like to have too much of the same thing on there. Yeah. But if you have an idea that you're passionate about, I'm willing to work with any, pretty much anyone. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Yeah. 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 So y'all make sure y'all get at them. What's your Twitter and stuff? Cause you big on Twitter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you niggas gonna make me jump on and shit. But if I get on Twitter, I'm gonna have to get off Instagram because I ain't. It's worth it. it. It's worth it. That's, that's, that's all I'm saying. All, like the, all the content though. come from Twitter to Instagram. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a delay. So if you see some funny shit on Instagram, it's it already on Twitter, Twitter. for. Right, for Twitter a week. is actually the only thing that's literally real time still, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so yeah. I, I might enjoy that more. Yeah. And, and yeah, yeah, I might jump on it. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta think about it, man, because I'm really trying to decompress. Yeah, de. You know what I'm saying? Unlearn. Uh, yeah. Twitter, I'm Reason313 on Twitter. Okay. I, I, I talk shit on there. I've been trying to curb it a little bit because these times we in, it's too touchy, man. I'm going full fledged, my nigga, because if you like me and I can say something to make you unlike everything I've ever done in my mm-hmm. life, then you don't like me, facts. dog. That is You facts. feel what I'm saying? That is facts. Because I just feel like my nigga, like, for the most part, Twitter is jokes. Yeah, <laughs> I'm saying I, so. If I could tell a joke to make you say "fuck everything you ever done," then you don't like me anyway. So th- I mean, if I know we, we're getting out of here, but that just touched back to the Dave Chappelle shit two weeks ago when I thought that shit was fucking hilarious, and it was. Yeah. And I if watched you got it four mad, times already. Exactly. <laughs> if you got mad at that shit, then you just an uptight motherfucker. But that, but that was a t- the topic on the timeline. Like they want to get rid of fucking Dave Chappelle. I'm like, oh, this shit was all jokes, and I'd be wondering. The well, crazy part is so. to me, get rid of how man. Fuck you, niggas. If you <laughs> <laughs> don't want to fuck with me don't fuck with me like you don't want nobody to fuck with me you know listen man he said the truest shit in there remember you watching this on netflix you clicked on my face <laughs> right that's it yeah. that, that, that's it like yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. fucking ridiculous yeah. you feel what i'm saying i, I watched that shit three times already yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh but i actually heard this uh hip-hop evolution three on netflix and they yeah. do a big story about detroit on that motherfucker you seen it anybody seen that no, no. i was actually about to click that yeah yeah, yeah i heard yeah, i heard yeah, they i heard yeah. they do a uh well we go check it out nigga. yeah yeah we go yeah. check it out oh, we sure. go critique that I'm so, my niggas check that out 
critique it. Yeah, I mean, everybody's because, a critic, my nigga. Yeah. It's the shit we talk about. <laughs> yeah, thank you. That's what I meant. You yeah. feel what I'm saying? I mean, not critique it, but For you the know, they got to make sure shit, shit get is, right. Yeah, yeah. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? You feel me? You fuck around and leave a nigga out, like, or or, or add a nigga in that ain't supposed to be up in there. They did. just not yet. He hadn't <laughs> done enough because yet. Of, because the nigga auntie was behind the. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> the motherfucker my executive producer. <laughs> but if people want to get at you, AJ, how they can get at you? Shit, Twitter and Instagram at TCE Pod. Twitter and Instagram at TCE Pod. If they want to email us and tell us how much they hate the show. Or how much they like the show. Or if they want to advertise. Or if they want to be a guest on the show. PR at TCOHH.org. PR at TCOHH.org. I'm AJ. I'm SJ. I, I want, want for my brother, brother what I want for myself. myself.